and welcome to episode 26 of In at the Side. I'm Dom Harbin. I'm just with Scenario Neil today and this m- well, this morning, this evening, we're being joined by the man who does this. Here's the chase. Digby Yuani needs to keep it on the fly. Yuani! Digby picks it up, scores for the Reds. That might be the ball game. Oh, look at this. It's the Caterpillar. That's- of course, it's Mr Digby Yuani, former Wallaby and multiple club winger. How are you this morning or this evening for yourself, Digby? <laughs> Feeling good, mate. Just uh, just chilling with family at the moment, which is a good idea to spend time with, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, how's the uh, the current situation over there? Because obviously, you know, we've been in lockdown for eight, coming on to nine weeks now. And yeah, we don't really yep. hear much from uh, from your from your side of the world. Uh, we're still in, in lockdown, as you can see, but I don't, it's weird because I, I don't pay attention to the news. I used to watch the news when it first started. Now it's just gone a bit crazy. I think it's um, yeah putting people a lot in fear. So that's why I just turn off the, the TV. None of us watch the news. We just do our own thing. And, and I've just been training my, my mum and my sisters at the moment. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, is that something you're looking to do, actively keep fit? Uh well, as you can see, I've been, you know, doing, um, playing my whole life. But when I was a kid, I, I loved running. And just, it's weird because, you know, I finished up playing rugby just because of um, just different um, direction in, in life, like what I, I love doing. So, but now, since I stopped playing, like, it's just, it's just a normal thing for me. Just keep training. It's, it's not yeah. like an after rugby thing I want to do. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do something and then my sister wants to join join me, so I just help them out and stuff. So, yeah, fair enough. And have you uh, you've not been tempted to do any sort of like skills videos like you've seen on the internet with uh, some people in lockdown? I mean, there's been some absolutely crazy ones out there, hasn't there? Different, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen he, some. <laughs> you talk about those tricks with Quay Cooper and Carl Spencer. Yeah, like yeah. Carl Spencer <laughs> and, and Bowden Barrett. I mean, they're, 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 it's just oh, unbelievable. Man. Some of them are unbelievable. I mean, the Carlos Spencer one that that pass is is. Yeah, like something else. I mean, Still, that's that's something you can't coach. Is he? It's it's in him. <laughs> yeah. So now nah, I, I love watching it, but now nah, I'm not that real skillful. But for me, I'm just I'm just a runner and a dancer. <laughs> Fair enough. And do you think that helps? Sort of um, obviously playing on the wing in the centre. Do you think, like I mentioned, being a dancer or all that sort of thing? Do you think uh, you know that helps? I mean, what, which where did you prefer playing? Was it out out on the wing or, or in the centre? Because I know you played you know, a fair bit of both. Um, I played a bit of both. I found it really challenging for me. Um, I think confidence where where you want to play the most. But it, it was weird with Robbie Deans because I, I've never played. I played as I said in schoolboys and stuff. Mm. But when it came playing, actually, like I played sometimes for the Reds, for example, and up in France. But then he put me on the plan against O'Driscoll and I'm mm. like, Oh my gosh. And that's, that's one of the games I was, I was so nervous because I knew, I knew O'Driscoll is a, it's a well-known player. It's like a Beckham. So mm. for me, it was just the challenging thing for me was the defense uh, part of it, but in attack, I, I, I love playing anyway. So yeah. well, that's, that's weird to see from your highlight reels that you love playing and you can just see some of the, some of the tries and stuff and, and runs and things you score. Yeah. For real. Yeah, so it, it depends where the coach wants to put me, and I'll, I'll just play about. I've got as, as long as I'm on the field, that's the main thing. And doing like, what can I bring to the team? That's the that's my main thing, and the, the value is what I have 
to make a difference. So that's that's up to the coach what he where he wants me uh, where he wants me to play. So yeah. So obviously, uh, start your Super Rugby career with the Western Force. Yeah. Um, that sort of back in the day when you know Super Rugby was sort of throw it about a bit. You know, very yeah. loose play. You know, how has that sort of transitioned into what it is now? Because obviously, um, you know, the crowds are sort of dropping. Um, yeah. A lot of sort of negative press around around Super Rugby. You know, what what's what's the change been there? For me, like, I, I think I left at a good. Uh, I left around 2013, and I've been in the system for for a long time since. Um, yeah, you could say 2000 and. 2005 and I, I didn't play super I was actually in spring tour and I made it through 21s and went straight on spring tour with Eddie Jones but um it's, it's changed a lot like if you're saying with the the media and the crowds we're getting um I wasn't there when it happened but it's it's dropped so much because the only the only time I remember when when I was playing at the Reds and Western Force that we we also we had a a, a good um what do you call it? Like we had good players around. Like we had Larkin still playing. We had Gregan. So we yeah, still yeah. had all those World Cup winners, and they still have that old generations that still love that game. And you know, if if your if your country, you know, like if, if Australia's not doing your um, your country's not doing so well, it drops, and that's like any other sport. But it's just so sad. Like I left that 2013, but we're still in that. In that range, it's a close game against uh, All Blacks. And when it comes to Europe, we always, you know, have a good run up, you know, run for their money. Like we always have good competition. But now it's just it's just dropped so much because what's happened in the past. And I think we're more focused on on what people think, you know, on the public, uh, as like what happened to Falau. That's why I found, you know, yeah. we it was it's a World Cup, and we going against a player that he's a massive value to the actual, you know, to Australia. Like, he's one of the best players on the field. And to go against what he said, like, uh, you know, everyone has their opinion. You yeah. don't have to take, you know, I think uh, I think the CEO took her emotions out of it and got the best out of her. Like, she, she actually lost, you know, like, she lost the battle in, in court. But um, it, it's sad. We should be more focused on, you know, it's about the players. You know, and just building, building the, building the game and the grassroots where, where rugby starts. So, well, that sounds like that. Yeah, that that's the one of the beauties of sport is that you can take politics out of it. You can take whatever's happening in the world out of it at the moment. Like going back in the day, you know, the Germans playing against the the Brits on Christmas Day. You know, in the middle of yeah. the trenches, and you know, it's it's it should you shouldn't you know necessarily take things outside of rugby into it to to affect that you know it should it should bridge those sort of things so it's interesting you say that it's a, uh, for me there's a uh, there's a lot of politics and there's a lot of stubborn people <laughs> like they they have uh, i don't know it's like a past through generation like i don't know now what's going on i don't really watch uh like I, i'm big, i'm still you know i love playing for australia i don't actually watch uh, much of them these days. I love watching All Blacks, and I what I love watching like the Europe teams playing against each other. That's it gets me really excited. But when it comes to Australia, it's just because there's so many, there's so much negative that's been talked into, uh, you know, in, in a team. Which why would you want to watch 
a team that's full of toxic people talk so negative. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you're meant to be dynamic. You're, you're meant to promote your, your team as in, in a good way, be positive, you know. Like, when you talk uh, positive about a team, you of course you're going to love and support your team. But I just, I, it's it's really weird for me, you know. For me, even going to New Zealand, I love it so it's got so much energy in New Zealand when I was watching and playing over there. Like, it's just a different level of how they style the game or even playing as well. So it's just, mm. it's fully changed in, in Australia, which is sad, but I think it's going to turn around, you know, soon. Mm. Yeah, so I you mean, mentioned, obviously, the, like, the Falau situation and the, the sort of toxicity. <laughs> um, obviously, Raylene Castle uh, leaving her post, what is it, three weeks ago, four weeks ago now? Do you think that's yeah. going to spike a change, or has woken people up to the fact that you know they need to they need to change the way the games run? They need to get these TV deals over the line. You know, small things, you know, yeah. like a TV deal can can put a big spin on a on a on a nation's game. Really, I think we just need to promote the game just positive. Stop talking about one player. You know, yeah. you're killing the you're killing you're killing a vibe where. All these kids look up to, you know, one player or could be another player. That's where you try and get the, you know, because you start when you're like back in school, you watch all your heroes. But if you're talking so negative about one player, then people won't want to follow this, follow this game we call rugby. And, um, and, and, and it's tough times at this moment because Australia's got league. It's got AFL. We, we're competing mm. against all these sports. Yeah. And, Australia used to be, I think we used to be like, uh, it used to be, I think it was AFL, uh, league was always up there. but And then rugby, now rugby is like seventh, I think seventh or fifth, like the, the most exciting sports to watch in Australia. We, we've dropped so much. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help if, if the Wallabies are losing, you know? like Yeah, definitely. Like you say, it's, it's, it's all swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I mean, not, I remember as a kid, the Wallabies used to actually kill people left right and center you know oh mate it was amazing yeah and and it's kind of sad to see teams go up and down but it does happen i mean england are going to do it england's gone from you know 2003 i thought they were going to win the world cup the following you know the following world cup got to the final i had made a stupid bet with a welshman and as a result i had to wear a welsh shirt throughout the whole of the six nations (laughs) so you you learn you learn from things like this um, yeah, it was I must admit, it was uh, if anyone but England won the World Cup, I had to wear the Welsh shirt, so I was uh, hiding to nothing really. But um, just so to... you, you bet a Welsh fan, and he wasn't even gambling and backing his own team. No, it was literally... <laughs> it was like anyone but England. But that is, that is a Welshman's own team. Anyone that's playing against England, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate! Fair cop. Everyone, everyone hates England. It's weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, big time! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going going back to your career, it's like then. So um, obviously you've had a you know shining career. Played for Australia in almost every age group, from schoolboy all the way up. Um, yeah. What would you say is your outstanding so far rugby memory? What's the one thing that sticks in your throat and you really really remember? I remember my first game for the Western Force, I remember. Right. <laughs> and um, and just winning uh, Super Rugby. Yeah. And okay. and um, having the experience to uh, play in a, in a World Cup, that's one of my, my highlights. So there's, there's there's certain moments in my life where I, I really want to achieve, like just playing your, super, your first game 
for you know for for the force, and then winning the actual title, you know, in Super, and then actually representing Australia, but also there's other goals that where you want to play in in a, in a World Cup, and that was one of the ultimate goals is is go to a World Cup because. I think all these things I, I watched when I was like five with my dad. I used to watch a lot of rugby with my dad. Mm-hmm. And we used to watch World Cup and we would wait like late night just watching the World Cup. And yeah. and you always have that backlash, you know, geez, it'll be a dream to, to actually be in, you know, in a, in a World Cup. But mm-hmm. for me, I think I was prepared for it because as you play under 19s in the World, World Series and then you go from 21s, then you know, okay, this must it must be like this in a World Cup. So I think I was, you know, everything uh, adds up when you're prepared. Then when you go to the big stage, and you know, that was New Zealand, 2011, my amazing feeling. Brilliant. I mean, I noticed the um, the Springbok shirt on the wall. Um, is that uh, obviously been uh, swapped with uh, another player? Uh, yeah, I think that's morning stains. I think there's a. Oh, I got so. Uh, I got like all the um, what do you call it? I got all like the Tri Nations, and then I got all you guys on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, a proper rugby but shrine. I don't. Yeah, so it's all my dad's jerseys. I gave like I gave as as my career went by, and I, and oh, as you know, my my dad passed away like start of the year, and I came back to Melbourne, and I found all my my dad's jerseys stacked up. And he never like he just kept it, but I'm just so glad. It, it's just it's just memories of yeah. where I played. Like one of my best, or like all these jerseys I've got, are like just uh, just heroes I've, I played against. Even just 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 even like watching them when I was like in school, like Rocket Coco and yeah. um, Brian Driscoll, like all these guys are like just idols. <laughs> Who who would you say is the player that you most like? Kind of got on the pitch and was like, "Oh my god!" We're like, who was the biggest like Jesus sort of fangirl moment like when you first? Played oh, well, the um, there's a lot. Why Johnny Wilkinson? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> he was he was the guy everyone was talking about, and to actually play against him, I was like, wow. Just, just just watching him run that ball and even tackling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. he didn't look like but, he should be a good tackler, did he? But Jesus he used to hit hard. Mate, he he can <laughs> hit. Like, yeah. you know, for for like a uh you know, like it's not it's it's just it's got a good build, but the way he hit is like it was like a forward. Mm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he will like throw his whole body and, and I'll give it to you, Johnny. He was my amazing player good skills mm. on him so and he's just just reading the game which is perfect yeah yeah so yeah so after your uh bit of super rugby moved to stade francais yep how was your uh how was your time there what were some of the uh some of the lads you were running out with in the uh notoriously flamboyant it was, kit it was it, it was good but oh i, I honestly I, I struggled there like it's just different Different rugby over there. It's more as a, a forward game, and if you don't understand, like I struggled with the language a lot. So right, yeah. some of the calls, it's 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 hard, you know. Like I'm, I'm glad I never went there early, <clears throat> like early in my career. Like I was just there, and you know, it's a good experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish I went to uh, to Japan before I went to. I, I enjoyed Japan more than than Paris, but I, I found out like. In Paris, they're really, 
they're not like my 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 sons have French, but the French people are different. Like they really the culture really, change. Yeah, so that was just Paris, but out of Paris, like Bordeaux, Montpellier, all the south of France, amazing people. They can like they're they're friendly. You can talk to them. But where I was, I was in the middle of Paris, and people just when you walk out your door, they'll just judge you straight away. So you got to dress up. <laughs> like right, a catwalk every day <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you have to be someone like but I, you know I, I love i love i love dressing up but it's just they they judge you straight away but you just gotta just stay positive in how, how you about you know you go on your day so no it's different and um no like yeah like i enjoyed it like for me if the rugby is not going great for me if i don't like it then there's no point me being in that country, like in France. I'm not there. I'm not there to go have holidays, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I had to. I had to make the most of it because it's once in a lifetime, and you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I've, I've, I got a kid. Like I, my, my family's over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm still living in, in Paris, so you know, something good came out of it, is having a boy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like it's. It's it's different rugby over there. Like I still prefer uh, playing that fast, uh, drive football. But everyone's different. Like for the yeah. backs, uh, I love to get involved and just having that um, that free range of, of running. But the game is completely changed these days. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think of uh, you know you get the you get the bulk of the uh, superstars going over to that league now? You know how's um, that how's that faring? I mean. You know, in my opinion, I think the French national team, uh, yep. you know, is in a pretty good, good situation. I mean, they're all very young, very promising. You know, yeah, it's taken a few years, but you know that that initial effect of you know when you sort of start seeing like the Wilkinsons and Co go over there, you know, yeah. there were everyone was saying, oh yeah, the French team's going to suffer, but you know, I think they sort of come through that. They're still doing um, well for themselves because mm. when I went there, I was actually I was like thinking, geez, you know, uh, French French can actually take it to another level if they invest in their in their like academy, you know, yeah. in, the, in in their own 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 people, like uh, you know, all the French even the, and they did so well in the under twenties. Yeah, yeah, they took it out a couple of years ago, but they still keep them around, which is good. They're not just checking checking money at you know at other players to come play but i think i think it's good as well because it gives them uh uh the young guys uh, uh input like what they have to reach in you know in, in goals you know yeah i think they just appreciate someone from overseas actually like having dan carter playing in france you know that's that gives you some you know some excitement that but geez i'll actually want to play like him so it's it's good in that way but they are going to do really well because they've uh, promoted themselves in in the in the under twenties and they've done so well. Perfect. And then obviously following on Japan, obviously you did just mention you loved it there. What was the sort of what was the pull factor of moving over to Japan? Um, what I loved about Japan is just the culture was so loyal, just friendly people. So they're so nice, and um. These people can like they. So I, I went to a team when I when I went there. It's called uh, Honda, and mm-hmm. some of them are not, are not on a professional professional contract, but they work as in the company, and then after they go back to their normal 
normal life, just working. So they train with us and go back to working with Honda. And that's the same with um, Panasonic, with, with Robbie Deans. Like, I find them really hardworking um, people. It's it's amazing. But I think you can show in the, in, in the World Cup how, even how they beat South Africa, mm. they... The, the, the knowledge of skills is just improving every year and more players that want to go over there, they explore it. And like, as I said, they, they're getting like Australian players, they're getting um, people from New Zealand and mm-hmm. people are coaching over there and they're teaching all these guys with uh, mad skills and they play so well. So mm. uh, it's, it's good to see them. They're doing so well for, for a nation that, you know, it's been gone for a while. And everyone thinks, everyone's been telling me, Japan, what a fluke! And I'm like, nah, they have invested for a long time. You yeah. know, you, when you when you invest when you invest in something, you know, you're gonna get results no matter what. Yeah, especially if, if like you say, if, if everyone over there is is, is as hardworking as you say, you know, and they invest in it, then it's a no brainer. Oh, it's gonna they're gonna blow up eventually. It might take yep. a few years. It might take it, you know, a, a decade or two for them to fully come into yeah. their own, but you can see the potential there already. Um, and like you say, big, big names. Just, yeah. Blin. Yeah. They were, they were lacking with skills and just reading the game. But with fitness, because I, I can, I can't uh, I said myself, I'm one of the fittest guys. <laughs> 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 but when it comes to fitness, I will actually smoke that person because I love fitness. That's my go-to. But um, I went over to Japan and man, I couldn't believe all these Japanese guys were so fit and they're hardworking people. Like mm. they'll train, um, they'll go work in the morning, come back, train, go back to work. And then we have a long session, like after after four, and they just finish work, and they're in the gym again when we finish, like on the field. And I went, these people can just nonstop. Yeah. So, but honestly, uh, it's it's the the skills and just just reading the game, like that's where they understand in the game. So that's why they're doing so well um, the past few years. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to get onto a couple of sort of, uh, well, not scenario questions. The first was pretty normal, um, but um, it's one we've asked a few of our guests. Um, if you could change one law in the game to make uh, make for more attacking rugby, what would you do and why? Or, or not necessarily why, but which, which sort of law would you look to change? Oh, um, I think, uh, I don't know. I would um the high balls. Yeah. Well, stop the, yeah. stop the marks. Yeah. It's just, it's just so hard because it's, it's an accident. Like just how people get sent off straight away. Like yeah. you, they should just, they should just leave it. Like you're trying to, but I think they should have a rule where you just focus on the ball, but it's, it's, a hard, it's, it's hard because once you like go for a high ball and you bump into someone, it's an automatic year out. I'm like, yeah. why, why do you, what you, that's probably one, one thing I hate is that's what they're killing. I know it's safety first, but then again, we have everyone's been playing this game for so long. Rugby is such an old game, but why are you changing it now? Make it yeah. more exciting. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it, like, I see what you say. You know, it, it doesn't promote contesting for the ball, does it? Because, like you say, if you no. go up and jump up as the attacking player and and hit into the other player and they come off, you know, it, it's yeah, it's, it's not straight good. away. It's it's yeah. it's it's a red card or a yellow card. It shouldn't be like that, you know. Yeah. You're contesting for for the ball. I don't know why they changed it, but that's, that's probably one of the um, 
the rules are probably changed because I like exciting rugby. I want to just, just keep mm. playing on, you know, like just keep running it. Well, there's, there's been talk as well. I saw in the, the Telegraph online the other day was saying that there are plans to bring rugby back without scrums, tackling or mauls. Uh, uh, surely that's touch, uh, if you can even touch. I mean, how would that work? Surely that's that's not rugby, is it? Man, that's the first time I heard that one. So what did I, you say? <laughs> I saw it on a couple of articles. There was one from uh, on Independent Online saying they were looking to bring rugby back, uh, maybe on a grassroots level or in just in general, uh, but without the yeah. scrums, the tackling and the mauls. Now, I'm hoping that's temporarily, obviously. And so but... that sounds like it suits your side of the game, Neil. Yes, mate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that does to be fair, yeah. Let's take out the tackling and the running as well, and that's me all over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well. No, I've never heard that one. I reckon the game would be boring then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of, in terms of, we obviously, um, you know, uh, with associated with Dodger Sevens, um, you have you ever thought to to switch into Sevens? I mean, we, I'm sure we'd have a shirt for you if uh, if you thought that uh, you know you wanted to step down and uh, and have a run out with us. <laughs> you know what's so funny? So I, I went on like a so I made under 19s Australian squad. So I went to South Africa and we came like second last. So I came <laughs> back and then I got a phone call. And I was like 19 years old, and they're like, uh, "Mate, we liked your, we liked your your game in South Africa. Would you like to play sevens in, in um in Paris, or in France, somewhere in France?" And I was so excited, and I was like, "Oh!" I just told my dad. My dad was so excited, and I was leaving on a Sunday, so I came back. I went in, and I went and played club footy. So. I was, uh, my, my coach said, oh, do you want to play club footy? Uh, and I was like, yeah, why not? I'll play. But then I'll leave on a Sunday. So I played on Saturday, got injured. Oh, and then yeah. I had a, yeah, I had a scan. So I did a, did a little, just a little tear on my, my meniscus and I was shattered. I was crying. Mm. So that was my sevens, you know, and I believe things happen, everything happens for a reason because if I went on that trip, I would have just be a sevens player because I've seen a lot of my, my mates go into seven competition. They lose so much weight. And it's, it's sevens and 15 just completely different different game, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, yeah, so I missed um, the the sevens call-up because of, due to injury. But on that same week, I got caught up with the under-21s. So mm. I went to... I went to Scotland and we actually came, we got smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was and absolutely bloody. chucking it down with rain as well, wasn't it? Playing in Scotland. It was cold and yeah. oh, all, yeah. the girls, all the girls had spray <clears throat> tan. They looked orange. It was crazy. <laughs> was there a guy sat on the side with ginger hair drinking an iron brew? Or was it, did you see all but, the types in one? <laughs> oh, but it was, uh, was one of the highlights. Like, I, I loved it. And I just, it's, it's weird when you go to different countries, like how rugby is so big there. And I yeah, and I did, and I didn't know that Scotland um, actually promoted sevens. So it was I learned a bit of history there. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, right, well, there's um, we've been asking all, a lot of our guests recently as well. Um, sort of name a uh, a fifteen a fifteens team from players that you played with uh, in your career. So sort of like a, yeah. a top fifteen. Um, who who would you go for? I know so we like to pe- drop people in the, in the spot, not let people know beforehand because uh, see the turmoil in your face trying to decide who goes in which position. 
Oh, so I would you have to name players where to go? What you know? Yeah. Top yeah. Who would like... you have in your in your dream fifteen? Because what we're doing, we're going to have all of our guests do it, and then we're going to ask our viewers or people that have subscribed to guess on which team would win in each round and have like a round robin. Um, yeah. Because it's it's strange. All the people we've asked so far, the teams have been so different, and it's it's great. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's there's. I don't think there's there's many players that have picked the same player more than once you know it's it's massive massive uh sort of uh, i know my backs i know my backs i'll have my backs but it's just the forwards you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't care about the forwards. <laughs> well just uh just an fyi digby you did make uh james horwell's dream 15 so uh <laughs> in case you want to keep that in mind <laughs> yeah that's just oh, yeah, a stupid thought there <laughs> so i've got to start to one to 15 yeah so you can do your backs first if you want to have a bit more time to think about your uh, your forwards. Yeah, I've got to think about that. Eh? Uh, like nine, I'll have Will Ganya. Yeah. No, I have Will Ganya. Ten, I have Quaid. Twelve, you have. Oh. Uh, Paul Wilkinson. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Nice. Two, yeah. 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 Uh, Thirteen. Gotta have a juice school. There they go. Have a juice school. Uh, Eleven. Um, and it's guys that you played against, yeah. Yeah. All well against or with. You know, it's 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 basically players that you've sort of shared a pitch with. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, one wing. Oh, has. Uh, oh. Oh, it's Shane Williams. Hi, oh, Shane Williams. Shane, yeah. yeah, that's his first appearance in twenty-six yeah. episodes. This is a formidable backline so far. I know. Oh, it's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fourteen, I'll have. Uh, oh. Sorry, just. All right. I don't know. <laughs> fourteen, I'll have uh, Brian Brian O'Banner. Fifteen. He's a fullback. Um, fullback. Well, I have Israel Dag. Is he? Is he Dag? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh, I changed. I changed the twelve. I changed the twelve. Right. Can I? Oh, no, no, I'll yeah. just. I'll just leave it. Oh, no, no, I'll leave it. I'll leave it like that. I like. Right. I like Wilkinson. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's. That's it. Awesome. What about the forwards then? The forwards, number one. I'll have um. Oh no, it's 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 hard. Yeah. Um. Man, I'll probably just have the rest of uh us the South African guys in <laughs> <laughs> the forwards because. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure those guys are on steroids or something. <laughs> Mate, they are so big. They're yeah. like next level. You know what? I won't, I won't say anything. I'll just say I'll put the South African forwards, any of them, because they, they are like beasts. I actually thought uh, like 
I thought New Zealand were and even like even playing in Europe, I thought the forwards were so physical. But England, the England forwards and South Africa, they're like similar, big as well, and just physical. But they rather won't step someone, but they'll just try and run over them, trying to trying to muscle them. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. that's how that's how I uh, I know uh, you know playing you know playing um, international rugby, South Africa, and they they can show and they. Uh, they're reading the game more, like in school wise. Like mm. it's not all about running over someone. It's actually doing footwork, getting yeah. getting around, and just yeah. passing just easy skills. But um, yeah, like South Africa is just another breed. Even when you go to under 19s, and when I was in under 20s, I, I I couldn't believe how big these guys were. I was actually like, wow. They must be on something, but I guess they they love eating their meat and stuff. So yeah, and who and yeah, who would you? Sorry, go on. Yeah, was, well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, who would you have uh, managing this uh, this team then, out of anyone that you've had manage you? Uh, I love Robbie. I love. I guess I, I love Eddie, Eddie Jones. Mm, yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah, it's just yeah. he is such a. He, he was one of the, he's probably the, the only coach that pulled me out of uh, 21s when I was playing 21s. He goes, mate, you're coming on this trip. And I went, what? I, <laughs> I didn't even know, I don't know anything about spring tour. He goes, you're coming on the spring tour. And I was so excited. And I'm yeah. like, I, I hadn't even like played super at that time. And there was five of us that got picked up. And he was one of the guys that told me, oh, mate, you got to, you got to, um, actually work on your skills and he's such he's such a legend and until this day like i saw him in japan and it's so good to see him again he's doing really well for for england but mm-hmm. um he's so straightforward if he doesn't like something he'll tell you straight <laughs> I, I actually i met him at king's home and he's such a nice bloke like you, you don't he's, he's he seems quite laid back but i could also see that if you don't toe the line with him he can he can yeah. you know chew you out he gets, yeah he gets into you a, a lot of guys like getting like hated him as a coach back in Australia because he was just so hard and people didn't understand that but I always say good raps about him because um, he, he all he wanted he cared about his players and he just wanted to get the best out of you and then and, and I respect that so now he's one of the yeah. best coach that I've been coached by and there's, there's a lot like uh, McKenzie and Robbie Deans and there's there's a lot of good coach but for for me uh, to see him grab me at a young age, I was only like probably nine, I was nineteen, and he took me on spring tour, and I was like with like Wendell Sailor, with with George Gregg and all these legends, and I'm like just this little kid, you know, in in a I don't know, I just felt like so right. small. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's, that's, that's the first choice of uh, of Eddie Jones as manager as well by any of our guests, so. Uh... It's interesting how, how varied these teams are. It's, and uh, I you know the, what? I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my, I wanna change my twelve. I'm gonna actually put <laughs> Martin Arnold. He's actually a legend. Yeah, yeah. I'll sure. put, I'll put Martin Arnold twelve because he's. Sorry, I just, yeah. I had Wilkinson's the man, but I need a crash baller. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having Martin Arnold and um, Brian Driscoll. Man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be insane. Um, right, um, I'll go on to the usual lockdown question. We've been asking a lot of our... I say we, me. I, I've been asking a lot of our guests. <laughs> right, um, so you're locked down... This is the, uh, the scenario. So you're locked down for two weeks. 
in a house, uh, in a two-bed flat or whatever, with a player you used to play with, right? You're not allowed yep. out at all. People are bringing you food. You can't even go out for your hour-a-day exercise. You're on lockdown for two weeks solid. Who would make it an absolute living hell out of all the players you've played with in your career so far? Oh, he, he's the worst guy I want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably have to be, honestly, it'll probably have to be uh, James Hallwell because uh, me and him <laughs> always had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we, we actually, no, I'm not going to lie, we always have an argument over something and we always have an argument <laughs> who's, who's getting strapped first. Like, he was like a mummy. He used to get tape like from his from his boot all the way to his bloody ears. It was amazing, and he would take hours. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be funny. I think he wouldn't. I don't think he could cope with me. Actually, he would probably go crazy. <laughs> that'd be interesting. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. That, that could be like a TV documentary waiting to happen. There, couldn't it? You know, people <laughs> yeah. pay to watch that. <laughs> um, another slightly weirder question, right? Um, you wake up in a dark building. Uh, suddenly a light turns on and on the table there's four bottles of Jagerbomb, 20 pints of Guinness, uh, two bottles of vodka and uh, 12 Risky Tracers. You've got four hours to drink it to save your life. You need to pick a player to help you. Who would you pick? Oh, I'll pick Will Genya and Craig Cooper. <laughs> oh, there you go. Double <laughs> straight in. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, there, yeah. Craig. Quite loves to drink. I don't know if he's still drinking. I stopped drinking uh, last year, 13 of October. So I haven't drank for for, for a while. So. Oh, fair play. Fair play. So fair they play. just get straight through it. Um, <laughs> there's a question that, that Jack uh, Donovan, one of our you know usual guests, uh, usual host, sorry, uh, asked the other day. It's quite interesting when I wanted to, to pose it to you as well. Um, if you could give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, advice? Yeah. It doesn't have to be rugby. Um, it could be anything. Advice. I will tell, I tell myself, have goals and have a purpose for what you're chasing. Yeah, perfect. Very yeah. good. Yeah, any 16-year-olds watching, there you go. You know, just... Uh, yeah. it's but it's, it's, it's funny, like, back in when I was at school and as I was playing in the academy, I knew what goals were. And it was like to make each team. So, and then I didn't understand purpose until now. Like I look back, what I was doing, I really had a purpose because I wouldn't be doing what I love doing. You, you know what I mean? That's yeah, something yeah. that. That's something I look back and I said, "Shit, all these, all these uh, values I was doing in life, I was actually doing it." But I didn't know. I didn't have a name for it back then. <laughs> like if you say to me, "What is purpose?" Back then, I would, I would have said, "I don't know. I know goals though." You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's weird. But it's weird. So, yeah, I think for me, it's just goals and have purpose in life. So. Perfect. Well, on that note, I think uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for your time, Digby. All good, mate. And, uh, yeah, yeah, thank, you so, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, yeah, hope we can get catch up some point later on in the year when there's some, uh, some rugby to chat about. No, I'll be, I'll be over there um, probably soon. I'll be in, in Europe pretty soon because uh, my partner lives over there, so I'm going to get a visit. So I'll give you guys a... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a oh, well, I'll, I'll, Sorry. I'll buy you <laughs>
Well, we'll hold you to that. <laughs> All right, too easy. Thank you so much for the chat. Nice anyway. Thanks, Dick. 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 Thanks, D